Hi, this is Michael A. Davis coming before you in the behalf of Harvest Time Christian Church under the leadership of Pastor Charles Tompkin. Well, we're thankful to be back once again on this wonderful Sunday morning that God has allowed us to get up once again. We just want to tell you all that's listening that we thank you so much for listening. We pray and hope that you are sharing the word of God. On a special note, we just want to let everyone know that uh, if you want to send a gift, if you just want to send an encouraging word, you know, we're about souls here. Uh, you can send it to P.O. Box 3248, West Memphis, Arkansas, zip code 72301-3248. Well, we thank you once again. And now, you know, let's get ready for the word. You got to understand when you love God, I won't say no more than that, but you have to understand when you say you love God, then you're giving over into the spirit realm. Amen? You'll understand it by and by, amen, but I'm pretty sure you should already know. Let us go to the throne of uh, grace, amen? amen? Let's go before the Lord, amen? amen? Father, we come right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come bold before thee, God, but yet we come humble because you said we could. And we come today, God, to tell you thank you. Thank you, God. If you don't do nothing else for us, you have done more than enough, God. God, we're learning more and more, God, to lift our hands up instead of holding our hands out. We're trusting in you, God, believing in you, God, because you're the one, God, that told us, God, you told it to us, God, and your Holy Spirit is helping us. He's helping us to believe it, God, in the name of Jesus. You told us, God, that you shall supply all of our needs. You said you were our shepherd and we shall not want. We're in good hands, God. We're in good hands. And we thank you, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning. Truly, it is a blessing. That not only did you wake us up, God, but you allowed us to get up. Yes, sir. And I know, God, there are many that woke up today but did not get up, God, because they could not get up. But, God, somehow we found favor in your sight. And, oh, how we thank you today, God, in the name of Jesus. You brought us on into your house, God, with a mind stayed on you, God. And it is my prayer, God, that you open the minds of the people that are listening over the airways in the other countries, that are listening right here in this temple, God. Open up their minds, God. Open up their ears, God. Open up their eyes. Let them see, God, what I see, God. Let them hear, God, what you let me hear in the name of Jesus. Help them today, God, to know that you'll never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us, and that your word is truth. And it shall not come back void. 
And all we got to do is hold on. Hold on. So it is my prayer, God, that this word that goes forth today, God, in the name of Jesus, that it will touch the heart of the sinner. Break up the stony heart, God, in the name of Jesus. Give him a heart of flesh that he'll be able to receive this word, that his heart will be pricked, God, that he will come running to you knowing this is what you've been missing. This is what's been vacant in you. And that backslider, bring him back, God, to what he first loved, God. He knows you, God. Bring him back. He'd been discouraged. He'd been led the wrong way, went down the wrong street. Bring him back, God, to the right side. And continue to hold up the saints that are holding on. Continue to encourage them, God. Strengthen them. Hold them, God. And let them know, God, you're still God in the midst of the turmoil. You're still God in the midst of the bad times. You're still God in the name of Jesus. And we're here to give you praise and glory. And we thank you, God, that you rebuke the devourer for our sake. Fill the temple in this house and fill the temples that are in the house, God, with your spirit. Fill it to overflowing that no evil may get in, God. And in all our getting today, God, let us get an understanding. In Jesus' name, we say thank God. Amen and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate y'all giving me oh, that, res, giving me that respect. But I want you to give God a hand clap of praise. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. That, it's okay to say hallelujah. Uh, it's all right to say, Lord, I thank you. It's all right to give God glory. He's worthy. Oh, he's worthy. He's a worthy of your praise. Hallelujah. I just wonder what some of us are going to do when we get to heaven. <laughs> Yeah, because you're going to have to praise him all day. You're going to be in eternity praising God. Amen. Let us turn to the book of Galatians and let us go to the sixth chapter of Galatians. Good to see Lisa Perry here today. Amen. Amen. Good to see some visitors in the house today. Amen. And it's always good to see you all. Amen. Amen. The Bible did tell us that there would be a great falling away. So don't be surprised. Amen. And what we must understand in this great falling away, there's going to be turmoil in the earth. Amen. As we see today. Amen. Galatians chapter 6. If you're there, say amen. If not, say wait on me. All righty then. The word of the Lord for the people of God. In the sixth verse of chapter six, and the Bible says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And he goes on to say, be not deceived. Don't you ever let the enemy trick you to believing 
that you can fool God. Amen? It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, when you look at that word, when you look at that word, soweth, that word has a T-H at the end of it. So it's telling us today, whatever we continue to sow is what we will continue to reap. Whatsoever. See how God just covered everything. Verse 8 says, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap eternal, reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So if we just don't lose heart and we just remember that what God has promised us in the, if we stay still and stay focused in the meantime while we're getting to the end of it, amen? And that's where folks lose it in the meantime, in the middle somewhere. 10 says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially, somebody say especially. Somebody say it again. Got to say it one more time. Unto them who are of the household of faith. So what is God saying? Man, you got to treat your brothers and sisters especially right. Amen, somebody. Oh God, y'all don't, y'all ain't here with me today. You're not here with me today. Let me just keep moving. Psalms 126. Psalms 126, starting at verse one. Are we there? Wait on me. All right. Don't be ashamed to say wait on me now because uh, I'm one of them preachers. I want you to see what the word is saying. The very things that I am repeating is what the word is saying. Amen. I'm only repeating what the word says. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says in verse 1 of the 26th division of Psalms, that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. They couldn't believe it, in other words. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord. And this, is, this, is, this is the heathen. The heathen is the sinner. The sinners, the enemy, is watching what God has done for you and done for me. And it said, then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. Hmm. The Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the strings in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. You may be crying now when you sow it. 
but you're going to be glad in the end. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Can you say amen? amen? You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Today we're going to be talking about your time is coming. Your time is coming. We have sold, we have sold seeds. And when you're thinking about the reaping and the sowing, most folks think about what they sow in their offering in the, in the house of God. Amen. That's part of it. But there's a bigger part than just what you sow in the house of God. The Bible said whatsoever, whatsoever you sow, that you shall also reap. And I want to warn you this morning that reaping is greater than sowing. If you don't believe it, all you have to do is look at a watermelon. A watermelon has a little seed that they sow in the ground, and after they sow it, they reap a great big watermelon. Reaping is greater than sowing. When they sow a seed in the ground for a tomato plant, they'll reap a vine of maybe eight tomatoes, and every one of those tomatoes have seeds in them. So reaping is greater than sowing. Where are you going with this, preacher? I'm so glad you asked. When you sow a bad seed, when hell and damnation start following you, that's because reaping is greater than sowing. And when you sow a bad seed, you're going to reap a bad harvest. That's going to keep coming. Amen, somebody. I know this ain't no shouting message. But when you sow a bad seed, and I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about a, you can sow a bad word to an individual. See, your very words are seeds to another individual. You better hear what I'm saying today. See, that's the reason why we got to be swift to listen and slow to speak. Too much talking, not enough listening. And if everybody's talking, who's listening? When you begin to open your mouth against somebody, you better believe somebody somewhere opening their mouth against you. But they open it in a greater magnitude than you opening yours against that other person. So this process, oh, let me help you today now. This process ain't just for saved folk. This process is for folks that ain't saved too. Or should I say not saved? You want me to be correct in my English. But I don't really need to be like that. I am who I am. And I'll say it again. It ain't just for the saints. It's for the sinners too. You see, this is a spiritual law that has no partiality. This is a spiritual law that has no favoritism. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it's saying the sinner, whatever you sow, that you sow shall reap. That's just the way it is. But I wonder... If any 
anyone in here has enough faith and enough boldness in Christ to know within yourself that your time of a, of a reaping, a great harvest is at hand right now. See, we as saints of God, we scared to say stuff. I don't know why we so scared to say stuff. And then when we say something and somebody's in our midst that's a doubting Thomas, we almost let them run us in the ground. Why you won't let somebody run you in the ground? Oh, you see that house right there? I believe God going to bless me with that. Girl, you don't make enough money to get that house. Sit down somewhere. See, y'all just let folks just run you away from your blessing. You're sowing a seed of faith by speaking that this is a house that God's going to bless me with. You're sowing a seed of faith when you say, I'm saving up and one day I'm going to get a car so I can quit catching this bus or quit walking everywhere. All you got to do is step out in faith with a faith seed and God will bless it far greater than you could ever ask a thing. But you keep letting folk run you down from what you th- you believe and what you speak out of your own mouth. You gonna reap what you sow. I'm not gonna let no crows come up in my garden and eat up my seed. I'm gonna put a scarecrow out there. You with me? <laughs> Buckshot, scarecrow. Some to protect my seed. I'm bold enough to say, it's my time. It's my time. I don't care what I'm going through. I'm saying it's my time. I'm not going to let the circumstance and situation dictate to me my blessing. I'm not going to let it dictate to me the harvest that I'm looking for that's about to come up. It's my time. I don't know about you, but it's my season. For, for reaping what I done sold. Yes, you got to know this in your heart. Because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. the enemy's always going to send somebody your way. Even when you say, I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, and mind. The enemy is coming to prove your words. That's what he does. Oh, you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Baby, you you heard what she said. Get over there and cuss her out. Get over there and and borrow some money from her, but don't pay it back. We'll see how much you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. Because that's what the enemy job is. And I'm not giving him praise. I only speak of the devil to expose him, never to give him glory. But you got to know him. We ain't living back in the times of Job. God done revealed to us the enemy. And God done revealed to us his power. And God done revealed to us Jesus Christ. And God done revealed to us the cross. We done seen it all. We done heard it all. We ain't got no business speaking no words of doubt and unbelief. Jesus died on the cross for us. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Let me go on. Let me go. I ain't got off the first page. Let me go on. Reaping and sowing, you can go all kind of ways with this text. Amen? But let us not ignore as, as the fact that those who sow evil, just as I was saying, they're going to reap corruption. They're going to reap a seed of corruption. Their harvest is going to be corrupt. You think them folks is getting away with all that stuff they're doing? No. 
they only getting by. See, the Bible tells me that the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding yes, the good sir. and the evil. So God see the evil they're doing. That's why he tells us to stand still. He see that person talking about you behind your back, trying to cut you down, trying to keep you from getting that promotion. God see that person. You ain't got to be worried about that person. Smile at that person. Smile at him. Give him a hug. Shake his hand. God got you. God got you. You better ask somebody. It's a whole lot of people probably envious of uh, Sister Lisa at her job. But God just keep promoting them. And I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. We don't, we don't want to sit down and eat. Yeah, prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. We still standing up, running around the table, and all we got to do is sit down and eat. He said, I prepare. That means it's already done. Teaching him, man. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. And I'm not talking today really about the evil heart. What I'm talking about today is you today who have sold seeds to God, sown positive, precious, good seeds, and reaping the fulfillment of the seeds that you've sown. The promised harvest that God has promised you that's going to come as a result of sowing good seed. See, when you sow a seed, you got to protect it. You got to protect that seed. See, when, when, when the farmer, work with me, Deacon, when the farmer sow that seed, he knows already there's certain things he got to do to protect that seed because the elements is trying to get it. Worms and bugs is trying to get it. Birds are trying to get it. So he got to protect that seed. See, he got to protect that seed until the seed dies so it may grow. And once he sees the seed growing, then the farmer knows the seed good. The seed's starting to grow now. He's watering the seed. He's nursing the ground, moving it around. And when, the seed gets a, and when it gets to a certain growth, the farmer can back off. It's strong enough now. So you got to protect that good seed that you've sown. Because I believe that we all want to reap a good harvest. Amen? And all through the Bible, it shows that reaping a good harvest is dependent, amen, upon sowing a good seed. The only way you're going to reap a good harvest, you're going to have to sow a good seed. As the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 7, I mean chapter 6, verse 7, it says, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So you're going to have to, you ain't going to be able to sow no seed of an apple tree and you sit around and you waiting for this seed to start dying and for, so that it may live and grow. And then when it start growing, you can't be expecting pears to be on that joker. You sow the apple seed. Amen? What are you saying, preacher? Well, I'm trying to tell you this. You got to be consistent 
with God. When you sow good seed, you can't sow a good one here and a bad one here and a good one here and a bad one there. You're going to get a mixed up crop. And a mixed up crop is a bad crop. If you sow an apple seed and you get a pear tree, you done done something wrong. But your seed is always depending on it that it's a good seed. One cannot reap a harvest that is contrary to the nature of the seed that they have planted. It's not going to happen, people. You're not going to reap a harvest contrary to the seed that you have planted. If you plant a bad seed and you're waiting around for a good harvest, you in for a surprise. But I guarantee you that if you plant it, it keeps on multiplying. If you want God to bring you into your season of prosperity, you're going to have to do some planting. Amen? And I'm not talking about your prosperity of money. Amen? Money's part of sowing, of course. And whatever you give, God will give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But money, God's going to bless you with. When you're sowing seeds of faith to people, into people's lives, God's going to bless you. What did David's son say? God said, man, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. He sowed a seed of faith, and his seed was, I need to know how to deal with your people. I need the wisdom to deal with your people. So what did God do? God made him the richest man in all of the land, and then said there would be none as rich as him. So Bill Gates can't touch him. Because guess why? Because Bill Gates made his money. God gave him his. And God is able to give you far greater than you could ever ask or think. Far greater than anybody could have. Why is that? Because everything belongs to God. If he wants you to have it all, he's going to give it all to you. Amen? And if God said it will not be one greater or richer than him, it will not be one. Amen? You have to be a planter in order to, to reap a great harvest. Amen? And your seed must be good. Amen? It's not always a joyful time in planting. Amen? Let me help you with something you can understand. Okay? Everybody can understand this. When the money shows, let me just let you get a sea live moment right now. That means to meditate on that. When the money shows and you come up in God's house and you have to sow a seed and you got all everything else on your mind, come on in here, somebody. You about to sow a bad seed. <laughs> you about to sow a bad seed. You looking in your pocket. You looking at, well, I got the electric bill coming up. I ain't got that much gas. Ain't nobody making no money in this house but me. Uh, let me see. Uh, see, the big picture is this. 
you're not supposed to prepare your seed for God when you come to God's house. See, that's where you mess up. See, if, if you want to plant a good seed in God's house, you got to prepare the seed before you come to God's house. The Bible says to put something aside. Amen? Paul says put something aside. So when you put something aside, you don't think about that no more. Now you can deal with all that other stuff bombarding your head, but don't do it when you come up in here. Because if you believe when you sow that seed and you know it's a good seed, God will give you a good harvest out. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I've sowed seeds ever since I, I sowed them wrong and I began to learn to sow them right. But even when I was sowing them wrong, God still blessed me. Guess why? Because my heart was right about it. See, and I start sowing seeds, and I would leave church scratching my head sometimes. I've been put four, five hundred dollars in church. And then God said, You can't give more than I can. And then I say to myself, and sometimes I don't sow that much. But it's a matter of the heart and your sowing in the first place when you come in God's house. Amen. But if your seed is already prepared before you come in God's house, you don't have to sit there and wonder what you're going to give. Your seed already ready. See, the thing that happens, if you don't prepare your seed before you come here, when it's time to sow the seed, instead of you sowing in the house of God, you begin to convict, you begin to get convicted in your sowing and begin to think about what you owe. Amen. Uh, and God will bless you just like he did them. When he began to bless them, they couldn't believe that they had been released from captivity, from being in captivity for so long. And they began to believe that they, it's, like, it's like you're dreaming because you're, because you're somewhat geared up to believe that good things that happen to, happen to us, it, it, is it really real? See, when those things started coming in and blessing you, because, see, I, I've witnessed that God is true to his word, and God will bless you far greater than you can ask or think. But the thing about it is, we forget about the thinking part, but we remember the asking part. So we begin to ask God for something, but we're thinking something else, and God will even bless you what you think, and I'm a witness. I've asked God for stuff, and I've thought about what I wanted, and God blessed me from the very thought that I was thinking. And that's why you begin to say, man, am I dreaming? Is this thing really real? Is this mine? Does this belong to me? See, when I bought my first house, I walked down this long driveway that I got, and I went to the mailbox, and I turned around and looked at my house, and I said, Lord, it's mine. And I said, yeah, it's yours. I blessed, it. I blessed you with it. And you didn't have to do nothing wrong to get it. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought I was dreaming. But God blessed me. 
And many times when he does that, we believe, we, we think we think we're dreaming. We just can't believe it. But all the time, the enemy, see, the enemy knows and can see the blessings that God done blessed you with when you can't see them. You don't hear what I'm saying. See, the enemy was going to put blind. See, God, he don't want you to see the blessings, first of all. So the enemy will put blessings, will put blinders, rather, on your eyes. And you still running around talking about all you done sold, and you ain't reaped a good harvest yet, and God, where are you at? And all the time God been there, and all the time God been blessing, but you can't see it because you're complaining. And the enemy's putting blinders on you. That's why you're complaining, amen? And you begin to think nothing is really happening. But if you could hear what people are saying about you, Folk run around going, oh, I tell you, that sister there, that brother there, God is blessing them. Man, they're a blessed person, but you can't see it. There are a lot of people that say that. Look at them. they blessed. They see you from where you have come. I've seen a lot of folks in this ministry from where they come to where they are now. And I've seen God bless them. In their salvational walk, amen? amen. Because they because they were sowing their self into the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I seen God blessing them with a change. Amen, somebody. Yes, they, they, they have reaped a change in their life. Yes, I've seen it. And they sometimes they see where you're going and you can't see yourself. Many folks told me I would be standing here, but I couldn't see it. I said, no, no, I won't be standing right here. Y'all stand right here and introduce somebody. I couldn't see it. But then God began to show it to me, what they were saying, and then I could see it. Because my eyes became open. Why? Because I began to believe in the seed that I had sowed. Amen. You're still having problems in believing God. I'm almost done. Y'all hold on. But you got to understand if God brought you from ground zero to where you are, you have to say, I know now where I'm going. In fact, I haven't entered into my season. I've gone through some trials. I've gone through some tribulations. I've gone through some situations, some circumstances. And when you look up, you'll see you're not where you used to be. All you got to do is pay attention. When you've gone through your trials and you've gone through your tribulations and you've gone through circumstances and situations in your life and you're inside of them and you're going, how am I going to make it out of here? And all the time God's pushing you with the light, towards the light. You'll get that in a minute. And you thought you weren't going to make it. But I see now where God has brought me from. Where he's taken me to. And I'm not going to let no. You got, you got to make up in your mind. You ain't going to let no demon, no devil in hell stop you from claiming where God has brought you from. And put you in your new season. 
You can't let no devil in hell turn you around for what you have believed God for in your life. You got to hold on because his job is to bring towards the end of the blessing. As the blessing is about to uh, produce uh, itself, the enemy works harder and harder and harder. And right when that blessing is about to manifest, he's hit you with a ton of bricks. But if you hold on, you will step right into your blessing. You better ask Job. Job had three so-called friends come against him. But then God, then the devil got a hold of his other brother. And he pressured and he pressed and he, he made it look real truth of what he was saying about God. He made it quite clear that I'm speaking the words that God gave me to tell you, Job. Because Job was at the end of it and about to walk into his blessing. So the enemy began to pound on him harder at the end of it all. See, when it gets that hard, your blessing about to produce itself. Don't give up and don't give in. Hold on. It's your season. It's your time. Amen. And the enemy knows when it's your time. He's, he knows how God operates. That's how he knows. I'm not telling you he know the future. I'm telling you he know how God operates. See, if you want God to bring you to the point where he wants to bring you, you got to stop right now where you are. Amen? And say what the Lord has done, I know what I have put up before him. I know where I'm looking for him to take me to. But I'm going to stop right here where I am at and just thank him and be glad about where I am right now. See, you're going to have to just stop right now and begin to give God the praise for where you're at right now and give God the glory for where he brought you from and where you're at right now. Tell the Lord, thank you for the right now. Amen, somebody. Be glad about what God has done right now. See, you're still here. Many have died. You're still giving God praise. Corona didn't take you out. The streets didn't take you out. So God done brought you through all of that, and you're still here right now. The man that was killing all those people in Memphis driving around like a fool drove past my house. But he went on down the street. Wrong house. Keep going, brother. Covered. I don't have the total fullness. You got you to gotta let the Lord, you got to talk to God. I know I don't have the total fullness right now, God. But when I look back and see where you brought me from, I can say I might not be all that I want to be. But thank you, I'm not what I used to be. I'm not all the way where I'm going, but thank God I'm not where I started from. Lord, a lot of times I, I've paid my dues in your house, and I've paid my dues everywhere else. And when I have it, I give it, Lord. I sow it. 
I sold my time. I sold my money. I sold my mind. I sold my words. And sometimes I've sold them in tears. And I did it because of my faithfulness is alive in my heart. And I did it, and I did it in tears, God. Planning time was a tough time, but all oh, reaping time. Can you say reaping time? Can you say reaping time? Don't fool me now. Can you really see it coming? Can you really see it coming? Can you see your way through? Can you see it? We in a time. God made us a promise. We can't get out of here that his promise is fulfilled. You don't hear what I'm saying? We the head not to tell. God got to do what he said he going to do when we can't leave here until he do it. Paul could not drown when the ship cra crashed in the water because he had a promise he had to get to Rome to talk to Caesar. So he wasn't going to die because God said, you're going to Rome. And whatever happens in between, I just stand still, brother, because you're still going to Rome. And if God promised you something, he going to make right by it. Amen? Amen? Planning time is tough sometimes. But oh, when you wait for the reaping, when you wait for the reaping, you can really see it. Are you bold enough to say I'm claiming right now that this is my season for reaping my good harvest? Hmm? When I gave the seed to the earth, I was weeping. But when I came back, I'm going to take from the earth the product of what I planted. And it, went, and it won't be crying time then because my harvest has come through. And now it's time for reaping the harvest that I planted. It has grown up. It's time to harvest it. See, if you don't harvest it, it'll go bad. Help me, Brother James. If your, if your seed begins to grow and harvest time, you got to know when to harvest the seed. Come on now. If you don't harvest that thing in its season, it's going to go bad on you. You got to be ready. You got to be able to see that your blessing is in effect. And you got to be able to receive it when you see it. God is not slack in what he promises. Amen. His hand is not short where he can't reach you, where you are. He's not a liar that he won't bless you like he said he would if you keep his word. Come on in here, somebody. He said he'll do it. He said what he have is eternal. He said I'll open up the windows and pull you out of blessing. You have room enough to receive. See, the, the, the ironic thing about him opening up the windows and pulling you out of a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive, and you got to be hooked on the fact that you won't have room enough to receive it. Why? Because you don't know how many, how many windows are in heaven, and you don't know how many he's going to open. So the blessing just may flow to an overflow, but it don't flow to waste. You got to be in the right mind when it starts overflowing. That means it's time to bless somebody else. Amen. Amen. 
And since there's only a matter of time before I shall reap, then I'm going to be, I'm not going to be weary in well-doing. See, I've been good to him. I've been good to her. I've been good to them. I've been good to those. I'm tired. That's being weary. Keep being good. Keep doing good. Because harvest time is coming. You don't hear what I'm saying? Keep doing good. Don't go weary and well-doing. Don't complain about the good you're doing. Keep it strong. Keep it right. Keep it in your heart. Keep it flowing. God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. Out of son of man that he should repent. He don't have to repent because he ain't going to sin about what he say. What he say going to come true. It'll never be a lie. So just hold on and don't be weary in your well-doing. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise.